Hello, I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the 905er. I am recording this opener just minutes after the conversation you're about to listen to finished. I am still processing much of what I've learned and discussed. For some time, we've been wanting to do this episode. Racism in our school system hasn't been a topic that gets its fair share of discussion or analysis. Mostly when other mediums discuss racism in our schools, board trustees are brought on to talk about performative measures they want to publicize. Good public relations efforts to show how diverse and progressive they can be. We wanted to talk to the students who were impacted by those policies. In recent months, two different student groups in two very different boards have organized to address the very real issue of racism in our schools. Students Speak Up, YCDSB, was formed to give voice to racialized students in the York Catholic District School Board who have been faced with racial slurs and behavior on the part of students and staff in a board that is seemingly indifferent. Hamilton Students for Justice was organized to address the ongoing issue of police presence in the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board. Their story was brought forward again into the media by the scandalous report of behavior of elected trustees towards student trustee Ahona Mady. We invited on Abisola Asha and Malik Scott of Students Speak Up YCDSB and Greg Dongren of Hamilton Students for Justice to talk about their respective organizations and the broader impact of racism on our school systems as well as Canada at large. A few notes to bring forward before we begin the interview. This episode was originally planned to be a standalone episode. In the course of our discussions, Roland and I decided to make this a two-part episode. The second part will be released on Thursday. Our conversations are frank and honest. We did not edit our guests' words or experiences in any way. We wanted them to share their stories and experiences truthfully and unvarnished. This conversation is important and ongoing. You may find it difficult to listen to. You may agree with it. You may vehemently disagree with it. However, on this podcast, we believe that this issue won't go away if we do not address it head on. We are proud to be able to provide this platform as a medium to have this, this discussion, and we will continue to do so in the future. For now, have a listen. Okay, well, I'd like to thank uh, Malik, uh, Greg, and Abisola for joining us today. Uh, thank you very much for taking your time uh ladies and uh, gentlemen for, for coming on. And I think I'd like to start off by giving our listeners a bit of a background in terms of what uh, the, the, the story is today. Uh, I'm wondering if Greg, maybe we can start off with you and share with us who you're with and kind of why, why your organization uh, exists. So my name is Greg, um, as just introduced, I'm with Hamilton Students for Justice. Um, the Hamilton Students for Justice previously went by HWDSB Kids Needs Help. HWDSB Kids Needs Help was founded because there was an, essentially there was an abscess of racism, carding, and harm caused by police within our school board. And students mobilized to advocate against it. Um, it began by a ton of community consultations and student consultations and then later on evolved to the termination of our police liaison program in june of last year um 
the ways we went about that were writing reports, consulting community, um, building our own community, and then direct action. So the day of the vote against the police liaison program, we held a close to six or seven hour walkout for as long as they were having that meeting. It rained, it was pouring, there was a torrential downfall, but we still stayed out there and we still kept pushing for what we knew should happen and trying to hold our elected officials accountable. Right. Um, and uh, Abisola or Malik, you're with uh, Students Speak Up YCDSB. Um, Abisola, I'm going to throw the mic open to you to uh, share uh, your, your, your story. Hi, everyone. My name is Abisola. Um, so we started um, Students Speak Up, your Catholic District School Board, um, just to have an ongoing conversation of anti-Black racism. It actually started as a group of students um, messaging us and talking about their experiences with anti-Black racism, anti-Indigenous racism, and just racial discrimination within the board and the lack of response from the board, the teachers, and trustees. So a group of us saw that and we decided to create a group just to um, be able to like talk with the board about it and stuff. And it grew more than we expected it to, but it's um, been a good ride. I'm just gonna let Malik also talk about it as well. So yeah, like we st at first, what we thought were like our isolated incidents was starting to seem like um, a habit and uh, a culture within the school board of anti-Black racism. And, and it's not just the students, it's the teachers. And we've come to even just the more we just unveil what's going on, the darker it looks. It's like we found out that the school board wasn't even presenting complaints from the students to the College of Teachers. There's a lot of like suppressing of information and everybody's just acting like they don't know what's going on, but I know better. I know that it's a calculated thing and I know that it's it's inherently evil. Uh, um, well, let's, I wanna talk about the, the, the common aspect of both your stories. So in terms of your Catholic and in terms of Hamilton uh, Wentworth, both, Parties had uh, issues with racist behavior in their in their school system. Both of you went to your uh, school boards to air your grievances, and uh, I'm wondering maybe can you share with us what that uh, that experience was, uh, Malik? I'm, I'm going to throw it open to you to uh, to share that that note with us. Uh, so like everybody pretend like they had no idea what was going on, right? They're just like, oh, there's racism here. Like, I can't believe it. We'll do everything in our power to stop it. And then, you know what we said? We said, okay, this is what you'd have to do. And once they found out that it's things that would involve actual work and for them to actually do things that benefit people that aren't just white, they didn't want to do it. You know, when you want to help somebody, but only how you want to do it, it's, it's not help. They didn't want to do anything. They just wanted to look like that they're helping. They just wanted information from us because they knew that the students in the community entrusted us, told us what was happening and with specific examples. And they wanted our examples and we were happy to give them if we knew what they were going to do with this information. Because it, it, we had some information that involved students that are currently there. And 
they could easily just alienate them further, right. which was what their plan was. Uh, uh, Greg, can you share with us what uh, your experience with the Hamilton Wentworth board was? Um, so recently, something that's been highlighted in the media has been Ahona Medi's claims against the school board and the trust and the board of trustees where they were openly making racist comments at the same meeting we were talking about sitting outside for six hours uh, for um as hs for j I, I can tell you stories till my lungs drop out um i was like me personally i was one of the leaders in a black youth council at my school and we had a black youth mentorship program and what ended up happening was because i spoke out about racism with hs4j they canceled the program they canceled the black youth mentorship program one of the programs you saw as a benefit to black youth and that's the only thing only type program within schools in hamilton um the trustee incidents now we're seeing the board voted for sanctions um and three of those people who were mentioned in that report voted against their own sanctions <laughs> yeah that's uh, I, i'm just chipping in there because i simply cannot believe that i mean that alone quite apart from anything else seems to me like reason for dismissal or resignation you cannot vote to decide whether you deserve to be sanctioned uh, for a report, for an independent report saying that you behaved badly. I mean, it's crazy. I, I just want to come back to, to, to um, a theme I, I suspect is, is common between both your experiences in, in York and Hamilton, which is when you complain that the first response uh, that you receive from, from the officialdom, if you like, or from the, the trustees or from the board itself, is kind of you're not doing this right you're not complaining in the right way and it's it's, it's like that very patronizing where well, you've behaved yourself and if you're like good people then maybe we'll listen to you and, and i wonder if you did um any of you well let's start oh, uh, absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> okay you, you go malik <laughs> i'm sorry to cut in i'm so sorry. no 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 go ahead um, please Pretty much the first thing when we opened up this uh instagram page getting a lot of followings and a lot of stories the York Catholic District School Board student trustees contacted us. They didn't know how old we were. They didn't know who we were. They assumed we were currently high school students, which isn't the case. So what they said, so first they tried saying how, oh, it's unprofessional. You shouldn't do this, that, and the third. That's one person. That's one group of people that have uh, addressed us. And then there was a teacher in the York Catholic District School Board who, who in a very threatening tone said, I don't think this is the way you'd want to go about um, talking about racism because how would your future employee employers and and future uh, post secondary school uh, teachers look at this? You know what I mean? Like, oh, like we're supposed to be scared. You know, like that's it's just tactics, it's, and I'm really tired of it. I'd love for Abby to explain her perspective as well. Yeah. So um, delving more into what Malik is talking about, when we actually first started. Um, in regards to the student trustees, the student trustees were actually sent by the elected trustees of the York Catholic District School Board. And they told these students to pass the message on to us to say, hey, if you are gonna present your message, 
um, or when you come to the board and stuff, you have to be professional about it. Our entire group is filled with racialized folks. We all know what we mean by quote unquote professional. Um, and we were just, we never, we still haven't gotten an apology for that anyways. Um, we can always talk about the difficulties with the board. And on top of that, we actually didn't get a response from the board until I think, was it now like, like two, three months later? Or, oh, yeah, it was, it, was, yeah. it was months later. And we knew it that was, they knew about yeah. it. Yeah, so they knew about this page. They knew all these things, but we didn't get a response. And with the teacher that the situation happened, we didn't even fully get closure with the situation as well. Because, you know, to have a teacher that is employed by the board, supposed to be teaching and protecting students, message you and say that, hey, you know, what you're saying is not like, right? Like, mind you, we're speaking up for justice. Um, this isn't right because you're not gonna have a future. And this same teacher is one of the people that preaches about having, um, using social media as a tool of advocacy. So it's the weird dichotomy in the situation. Well, I was going to ask, I'm, I'm curious to know, I have a couple questions out of those stories. Um, like, I guess it comes down to is like, the, like, is there a right way to air your grievances? Like, is there, is there, what's the right way to, to, to protest? Um, which is, I, I mean, let, let's face it. Let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into this. Like, we're talking with the the umbrella of the Black Lives Matter movement that's been happening worldwide uh, has been has been going on. And that one of the 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 themes is when these complex questions come up, we always hear you're not doing it the right way. You're not protesting the right way. You're not you're not airing your grievances the right way. And I find that it's like. What, what's your what's your response to that is 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 it just like tell it tell us the right way there is We're there is no one way to like protest and stuff um well we have different movements like you know queer movements mm -hmm. um you know indigenous resurgence movements you can't police marginalized folks and tell them how to speak up about their grievances mm -hmm. and how to speak up about the oppressions that they faced in life sometimes like protesting could be a form of using a hashtag. We saw that with the BLM movement. Some folks choose to, you know, walk or march and protest. This was our form of resistance at the same time. And this was a form of giving students a platform to speak up, just like our name. A lot of people are not given that opportunity. Um, so when we have people policing our tone and telling us, you know, you gotta be careful with the way you protest because you won't get a job. <laughs> you won't, um, get into university that right I, like there's just that like you know did you take that as a threat weirdness about it absolutely in the sense that you know um you're t like imagine we were actually you know 11 year what is it sorry grade 11 grade 10 grade 12 students right. and we we're trying to do something and open a platform for people this is not something that we would want you know I would be scared if I was younger. I'd be like, oh, maybe this teacher is right. Maybe this is this. But you, you can't say something like that to students. And on top of that, we emailed this teacher back and told her what she was doing wrong. And she still policed us. And we told her that maybe she needs to be informed through various, you know, educational tools. And she ended up telling us that our way of educating her, quote unquote, was wrong as well. So it's just understanding the power and privilege that comes within I, that position in that body. I personally think that like the, 
in their opinion, the best way to protest is to not make anybody uncomfortable, not talk about anybody they know or like, and not bring up anything from the past. And you must remember every single detail. That's what they mean. That's how they want us to fight for our freedoms. Now, these Black issues are not just for schools, like you mentioned. You said it's the Black Lives Matter movement. So this is a widespread issue that involves death, it involves oppressions, and it also, it's a, the schools is a microcosm of a bigger mm-hmm. issue. So with that being said, when we when we talk about fighting for freedoms and stuff like that, we, we Remembrance Day, don't, remember, don't, don't people go to war for our freedoms and stuff like that? Don't we praise veterans and stuff like that for fighting for essential freedoms but when it comes to black people using words and literature and typing it's way too aggressive i don't understand you know what it is i think they want us to be oppressed that's it It, it's so patronizing um and offensive Uh, i mean i'm not on the receiving end but i can all i can do is imagine how offensive it must be particularly when you look at you know it's Black History Month right this minute. You look at the history of, 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 of Black people, and I'm not saying that playing by the rules has ever got anybody anywhere, you know. Um, it, it's, it's been um, the, the constructs of polite society were designed not to work for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you play by those rules, you're going to lose. Um, it, it, uh, and that doesn't, doesn't go for... for uh, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter or anything like that. It goes for, you know, uh, uh, labor movements. Yeah, all kinds of movements. You don't get anywhere without, you know, you guys are in the uh, in the Toronto Star. There are all kinds of organizations that have played by those rules. They're not in the Toronto Star this month. You are. Your protest is working. People are noticing, you know. Uh, but yeah, of course, it upsets them. But it, it, it these. You have to learn, uh, or they have to learn, um, to <laughs> respect uh, articulate, intelligent people like you who are going to protest the way that you want to protest. Um, and I think I, I, more power gonna, to you. I just want to jump in, um, just to, for our listeners to hear, we are having some issues with Greg, I think, coming back onto the podcast. I'm not sure what if there's connection issues there, but we're just going to keep going with uh, our guests here from students uh, speak up. Um, I maybe what, 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 what's the response been from the public in general and uh, in the York Catholic school board, not, not just the, the teachers and the, and the trustees, but you know, parents, um, the public, the public at large, have, have you been, what, what's been the reaction to your, your organization? It's been like, it's been a lot of, mixed emotions because you know we have a couple parents we, we have black parents um that come to us and thank us and you know I remember like when this first started and I was doing this on my own private page and allowing students to like voice their opinion I was like um just walking down the street with my sister one day and I remember like one of the black mothers that I knew came up to me and thanked me and said what you're doing is very powerful right this has been like a learning experience for various folks too. And students are learning that they have a platform, like they can speak up for themselves. Like when we started this, it wasn't a point of a lot of folks said that, Oh, um, you're just spewing hatred. Like, what do you gain and stuff? Like, I don't know if Malik remembers, we used to get like a whole bunch of different trolls on our page saying we're causing division. 
but that's, this isn't the vision. When marginalized and oppressed communities are telling you that something is causing them grievances and stuff, we don't, you don't get to say, oh, you're the one causing the vision. It's a whole system. It's been great to see how many parents support us. When we had our protests, for example, we had a, a couple teachers join in with their classes and they interacted throughout of it. Like, these are things that we, this is why we do what we do. Like, this is the reason for it all. We're educating people, we're letting them know, we're, we are, you know, bringing people, we're bringing people's stories to the limelight, things that you wouldn't conventionally know. So we didn't know, like, if teachers, like, I don't know if you followed our Instagram page, but for like a grade 12 prank, a kid's at one of the York Catholic board decided to spray paint the N-word. <laughs> and the principal was black. And the principal was black. The, the board is still pretending like this didn't happen. Like these are things. The board doesn't so, even sorry, protect the teachers. Sorry, sorry. So at a York Catholic school board, or sorry, a school in the board, a student spray painted the N-word students, on the- A collective the, group of grade 12 students spray painted. Okay. I'm getting chills as I say this because this is just very traumatic. Right. They spray painted the N-word as a grade 12 graduation prank against your black principal. And there was no, and there was no uh, action taken by the board. There was no, there was no effort to to suspend, expel. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know what the, the just for yeah. the future, just just for this for context for your viewers. And I've even asked the York Catholic District School Board this. I asked them a simple question: When in the history of ever have you investigated or prosecuted a student or teacher for? any racist incident silence mm -hmm. filled the room so i do not think this is any different it's not they've never done it and i think i think you yeah. read on your instagram page today um that you know uh, students get suspended for 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 turning up not wearing the right clothing mm -hmm. right <laughs> and no one gets suspended for something like no. this uh it's out, it's outrageous. It's it's yeah. I, I I myself I I grew up in the in the Catholic system. I I I went from my grade school to to high school in the Catholic system. Um, so I I find it, I find it's incredible that you hear all about things like social justice and equality and mm -hmm. how to live under under God and and Christ and, and all this, and that is it's appalling. That in the Catholic board that that would pride itself on being, you know, all we're all children of God. And I know that the two of you are probably shaking your heads at that because that's a mm. that that's a you know to allow something like that to happen, but have no disciplinary me measures whatsoever. It taken, does not exist. Quite frankly, yeah. shameful and appalling. Um, I, I, um, I see Greg is back. Great, Greg, can you hear us? Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I would. I just want Malika. I wanted to bring this up to you because it's just crossed my mind. The YCDSB hired a new education director. Um, we have talked about this on the on the previous episode, uh, where this gentleman has three years, I think, uh, experience in pub in education. Mm -hmm. His previous uh, career was in as a, a executive at Scotia Bank in cyber securities. Um, again, very talented, I'm sure, uh, very capable in his field. Um, however, I want, I want your take as 
former students of the board. What, what's your impression of this, uh, this situation? Uh, personally, like if, if somebody tells you your breath stinks and then you go put mints in your mouth, you like, you should have, there, there's better ways to go about that. And you wouldn't have done it if things weren't said before. So the way I see it is this, they're doing moves to make it look like they're doing things while not actually doing anything. It came up in a meeting to where I was asking, okay, so you guys hire these new people. You guys claim to have a new system for reporting. Now that you guys have done this in the past few months, can you name me one example, same question. Can you name me one example since you guys have started this new program of of a change, something that's benefited black students? Silence filled the room. Like I'm telling you, I, I'm asking them very simple questions, nothing deep, nothing overly, you know, I'm just asking, what have you guys actually done? Straight up and nothing is the answer. They just do a bunch of um, the lip service. It's a, it's, a, it's a show. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's tokenism. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's not, they don't care. They just want to say, okay, this, all right, let's check off the, the black students this week. You know, like, let's just get them out of the way. They have no plan. They have no desire to actually do anything real. And when I, when me and Abby and the rest of the students speak up, give very tangible advice and giving them information and resources and things that they should do, they ignore it and they do what they want. So they've done nothing. Um, Greg, I, I see you're, you're, you're nodding your head there. Do you, do you want to chime in? I can speak to this. He, <laughs> he, he, Malik just, Malik just said it like no other. A lot of these res- resolutions that boards choose to come up with um, without even really consulting the community. Mm-hmm. That's it. They and, never consult me. I'm sorry. I just, I like that point. They never consult community. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they do consult the community, that's when it turns into a stance where um, your information doesn't come from an academic background. You don't have valid information or they try and unsubstantiate the argument you're trying to make, which is for the betterment of their students. So then it really, in all honesty, um, what a lot of this stuff with the school boards has shown me is that they don't care about the kids. They don't. They're another business operating like a corporation that just want to cover their back end as well as cover their bottom line and make sure that as long as their stakeholders are happy, which students are not a part of, as long as their stakeholders are happy, they're happy. And they don't give a fuck about any of the kids they have to step on in the meantime, or they don't care about what, plausible and real tangible changes the community input is giving because yeah it's more work and they don't like that even if it i comes, love i love giving sorry go ahead sorry i was i was just saying like even if it comes down to where you're you're giving the police liaison program um like that that tangible deconstruction aspect of the school board that needs to happen i think nationwide like there are organizations in your city that are doing the same work that cops would be doing in schools 
Can I, I, I'm, I'm puzzled by this. Um, and that might, that might be my background. Um, when I was in high school, we didn't have cops in schools. We, the only time a cop came into our school was to give a presentation on don't do drugs. <laughs> that was it. What, what, can you tell us what exactly is this uh, police in school program? And uh, I'm wondering, uh, 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 your Catholic uh, school boards, did you have the same program well, in your schools? I think a couple schools may have, but that doesn't mean like, like cops are policing black students in school constantly. No, yeah. Like they are bringing black, them. The yeah, are they are bringing them in. Like we okay. firsthand experiences. Like it's what. Well, like what do we gain in policing students? Like we we heard of a story one time. I'm sure Malik knows this one of a kid that was at Wonderland with his friend, and the friend thought he saw um like someone else's Gucci belt with him and as a result of that he thought it was stolen so he comes to school the next day tells the principal the cops come into the school and they arrest the black students mm -hmm. this is the black students own gucci belt or whatever and because the the cops are trying to protect the students they decide like i oh my they put a hoodie on right on him so it's like right. oh we don't want to embarrass him we don't want to put him on the scene what is the purpose of having cops in school these students are not fully well, that, committing crimes. That, that's what I'm wondering. It, like Greg, what, what, what exactly was the purpose of the program in Hamilton Wentworth? In Hamilton, um, I think they used some kind of stupid language like the police liaison program is made to um, better relationships between communities, uh, between the community and the police, um, starting at the youth or something like that. But in reality, and how did you interpret that? Um, how, like how how do you interpret that language? Well, I I feel the idea of having cops better their connection with the community would easily start with cops being abolished. That's my thoughts. I'm sorry, but um, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to say to that. But if you think of it like you can't you can't better the connection the police have with black people because the whole principle of policing started off the back of slave catchers like that uh, those two will never relate black people and police will never relate because the systems that they're running on is still a system of oppression and a system that that in all essence forces you to conform to the views or the thoughts of whatever that police officer has in, or says in front of you. And if you don't conform, they're arresting you. It, so cops and fools, sorry, I, I'm oh, go ahead. This one's I'm passionate about this one. Cops go, go, go ahead, please finish your thought. Are no other are are the same thing as uh, cops are picking up students out of schools like cops are trying to the same way cops try and pick a donut out of a box. Like it <laughs> happens so frequently, it's not even funny. Thus we're gonna make the break for today, but please come back on Thursday and listen to the second part of our conversation with Abasola, Malik, and Greg. Uh, it's a conversation which gets even more interesting, even more uh, important to listen to. Uh, and I honestly don't think it's a conversation that I'll ever forget. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. 
As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.